I honestly don't know how Maxine Waters doesn't get left out of the room. I don't. At what moment does someone turn to Maxine Waters and say, okay, okay, we get it. You're hilarious. <laughs> this, this, you want to talk about not having any standard when you vote for somebody. What can be said about the people voting for her? Oh, no, no, no. What I'm going to get told is not that it's the devil I know. What I'm going to get told is, oh, Tony, you have a problem with, with voting for strong black women? No, I have no problem with voting for strong black women. I favor voting for strong black women, which is why I don't favor voting for Maxine Waters. I can't convince her district to vote for somebody who isn't a Democrat. I'm only asking that you vote for a different Democrat. Putting out on Twitter, Maxine Waters, as she is known to do things, July 4th. And so, the Declaration of Independence says all men are created equal. Equal to what? What men? Only white men? Isn't it something that they wrote in 1776 when African Americans were enslaved? They weren't thinking about us then, but we're thinking about us now. Further, the Declaration of Independence says we hold these truths to be self-evident. Yet 17 states have enacted voter suppression laws. Supreme Court gutted Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Michael Brown, Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice. Need I say more? And by the way, this isn't the craziest thing that came out of the weekend. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you guys. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz. Your thoughts. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. I'd be happy to hear from you. Let's break this down. All men are created equal. As we have discussed, could that be perhaps just a bit of inspiration? Something for us to achieve? Something for us to build upon? In 1776, yes, black people were enslaved. I think that one of the questions we should ask through the lens of history, not through the lens of pseudo-intellectualism of today, and I put forth to you that Maxine Waters has no intellect to which I should ever consider as something valuable. Shouldn't we be looking at what things took then? A nation declared... You have a constitution in 1787 and less than 100 years later, you have abolished slavery. My question is, the constitution was written in 1787, ratified in 1789. Ratified in 1788 and processed in 1789. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Don't we look at that and say that that is excellent maybe not as fast as we would all have liked but maybe for the time incredibly rapid i don't know where a comparison would exist uh, uh, around the globe 
But how could one look at the idea of more perfect union and getting better and getting better and getting better? Remember, I, 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 you could talk to the Irish and about the abuse that they took when they got here. And you could talk to people about not being able to get into the country club here and not be allowed in this neighborhood there. It was the Irish, the Italians, uh, the, the Jews. These things happened uh, the nation over. And then the nation got better. We seem to have an issue with better. We seem to believe that there should only be perfect as if somehow that was ever achieved. I put forth to you that Maxine Waters could never achieve any level of perfection and neither could her progressive cohorts. Impossible. They don't have the stuff that progressives think they could is laughable. I know this because they think that 17 states have enacted voter suppression laws because they don't think you should be able to give out a bottle of water online when someone's voting. And of course, that's ridiculous. If you want to talk about all men being equal and talk about George Floyd, you can, except you forget the part where George Floyd resisted arrest. He should not have had a knee on his neck all that time. He resisted arrest. He was drugged up beyond belief. Breonna Taylor? I don't think Breonna Taylor should be dead. But Breonna Taylor hung out with well-known drug dealers. She put herself in a place. Just so we're clear. It's not unfair. As a matter of fact, it is the most fair thing to do. Tamir Rice, Tamir Rice shouldn't be dead. Tamir Rice shouldn't be dead, 12-year-old kid. I watched that video a hundred times. Cops did not wait a second to start shooting. Sandra Bland, that was a case down in Texas. Still one of the stranger things that's happened. But you ruin it, Maxine Waters, when you add Michael Brown. Michael Brown was not an angel. Michael Brown was not hands up, don't shoot. Michael Brown was a thug who attacked a cop, broke a cop's orbital socket, was stealing, charged a cop. That's not me. That's the Eric Holder Justice Department. So if you want to put Michael Brown in this whole thing, now you're just saying names. You don't even know what the cases are because you don't care because you are making an assumption that everyone's just going to follow along because, oh, I'm a certain color. I guess I have to agree. It's not the way it works. I believe people have minds. And when we take a look at these voter laws, like we see in Arizona that says no ballot harvesting, right, no ballot harvesting. It doesn't stop anybody from voting. It doesn't stop anyone from voting. Not a single person is stopped from voting. So no, the Supreme Court didn't gut Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act. It's a lie. And you, Maxine Waters, are lying. But you ain't got nothing on Cori Bush. Cori Bush is the Democrat representative of St. Louis. And Cori Bush came to be because of what happened in Ferguson. She was an activist there. Hands up, don't shoot, and all the rest. Cori Bush. That's who she is. And she became a member of Congress. And when she became a member of Congress, of course, Trump is a, is a white supremacist. And uh, the bigotry this and, and, and the racial hate that. It's all, all race all the time with Cori Bush, who was a black woman. She tweeted, when they say that the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this. The freedom they're referring to is for white people. This land is stolen land and black people still aren't free. 
says the black congresswoman from St. Louis. It's clear that she's a liar. Cori Bush is a liar. I said so. Quote me. I'm cool with it. Cori Bush is a liar, and the people who follow her are fools because they're following a liar who knows she's lying, and they know she's lying, and they just love the lie because I don't know. They love lies. I love lies. I love lamb. So first, let's break down Cori Bush's tweet. When they say that the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this. The freedom they're referring to is for white people. This land is stolen land and black people still aren't free. Uh, Number one, uh, it's Independence Day, not the 4th of July. And Independence Day is about American freedom. And it's not just American. The Declaration of Independence is a document for the people of the world. It has been used to inspire many. Most recently, the Hong Kongers, who we did nothing for, and then they got crushed by the boot of China. When you say, when they say that the 4th of July is about freedom, who is they? You don't mean the founding fathers. I assume she means white people, but she would have to answer that question, and I don't know if any member of the press will ask. Black people are free, and Representative Cori Bush is a lying. She, she is, we should rename her Lying Lyerson from Liarsville. She is a liar. If you believe her, you are a liar too, and you shouldn't be allowed to have a driver's license. But the line that I question deeply, and never mind the lie, and it, it, it is, that, that is a line of agitation, saying black people still aren't free. It's a lie. This land is stolen land. Well, now I got questions. My question goes to the oath of office for members of Congress. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I'm about to enter, so help me God. Now I have a question. It seems to me that saying this land is stolen flies in the face of supporting and defending the Constitution of the United States. I would say rather... It seems that she would be siding with the enemies of the United States, foreign and domestic, in making such a claim. I follow that up by asking what allegiance and true faith does she show here towards the Constitution? And if she believes the land is stolen, and if she believes that black people aren't free even though she was elected to Congress, how could she have taken an oath without reservation when she makes a statement like this? I put forth to you that my theory, my belief, or certainly a worthy question, maybe statements, is that Cori Bush violated her oath of office. But I don't expect anything to happen. As a matter of fact, nothing will happen. You consider Speaker Pelosi's willingness to excuse the anti-Semitism of Representative Ilhan Omar. I can only assume that Bush's comments will not be given a second thought. They should be, though. America should note the hate that she spews and the lies that she tells. 
If you want to argue that Cori Bush is a citizen of the United States and she has free speech, I will agree. I will agree. She has the right to say what she wants. But she's not just a citizen. She's an elected official who took an oath with immense power and responsibility. Her comments do more damage to Americans of all colors than to support the Constitution. And even if you don't believe that her tweet is a call for violence against our nation, if you tell me, if you, if you say to black people, hey, you're not free, and you say this land is stolen, how is that not a call to some kind of incitement, nay, dare I say, insurrection? If you don't believe the call is to violence, you can at least easily agree that her view of America is just vile. It's vile. These are two members of Congress on Independence Day who don't in any way believe in the nation. They have no value. They see no value in who we are and what we do and how we do it. They hate you, me, us, we. And it's not just people who are white. It is all people. Telling people who are black that they're not free? Why would you say such a thing? Why would you say something where someone could actually believe it? Yeah, we're not free. Yeah, look at this. Yeah, look at that. But none of that is true. You can make an argument of a million things. You can't say you're not free. It's not true. And the only reason to say it is to incite. It's the only reason to say it. I believe she violated her oath. Maxine Waters, I believe she's just a fool. What say you? I'm Tony Katz. I don't know why Jen Psaki is still trying to save this. This whole look how much we're saving you and the cost of a barbecue. The whole 16 cents, producer Ari. I don't know why she's still trying to fight this terrible tweet that the White House put out. But listen to her. Okay, on another subject, the official White House account tweeted yesterday, the cost of a 4th of July cookout is down 16 cents from last year. 16 cents? There, there has been a reduction in some of the costs of key components of the 4th of July, a 4th of July barbecue. So that was it, what the tweet was noting. So does the White House think that 16 cents off a barbecue has more of an impact on people's lives than gas being a dollar more this time? I would say if you don't like hot dogs, you may not care of the reduction of costs. You don't have to like hot dogs. Can we just stop for a moment? If you don't like hot dogs, gas is up a dollar a gallon. You're saving somebody 16 cents on a meal utilizing fictional numbers. Meaning you have no way, you, you, you put together and cherry-picked your entire meal as, as you created this infographic. Real dollars is real dollars. A dollar a gallon, 20 gallons in the tank. That's $20 a week. It's $80 a month. It's $960 a year. 
It's the difference between vacation and not. It's the difference between the kids going to camp and not. It's the difference between getting uh, buying a new bike and not. It's an extra thousand dollars to the college education or not, or to savings or not, or to the roof repair or not. It is a tax, no matter how you look at it. And she's seriously defending this position of hers. A reduction of, I will say that what we are most focused on is the fact that we've created now more than 3 million jobs since the president took office. That's what we're focused on and continuing to implement additional uh, components of his economic Build Back Better agenda. Go ahead, Andrea. Just going to switch gears. You did not create (laughs) any jobs at all. A society opened up and people went back to work. No one, absolutely no one, is attributing it to you. What a lie. A clear, obvious, without question lie. So why in the world is she doing it? Well, because she has to. I'll put forth to you, I don't think she's the one who decided to put out the tweet. I'm I'm going to I'm going to say that. Hot take. That, that that honestly that is a that is a pretty hot take. I'm not even going to lie about that. That is a hot hot take. I don't even know where my hot take sounder is, but that's a hot, hot take. Hot, 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 oh, that's it. Oh, hot, 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 that's hot. There you go. But my god, she is just the most Dismissive, condescending, condescending, condescending person. She just, she just is. Every time she speaks, just hard no, baby. No, no, hard no. Don't want any part of her. She, she's bad at this. She is bad and ugly at this, is what she is. You're not better off. And Joe Biden's not creating jobs. Meanwhile, in San Francisco, the jobs are falling away. People are getting red, red-pilled. Red, do you know what that is? Do you know what a red... Oh, we have so much good stuff to get into. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Be sure to like the page. This is Tony Katz today. Subway, the sandwich shop, adding new menu items, and one of them is actually tuna. No, it's not. Of course it's not. They'd never put tuna on the menu. Tony Katz. Tony Katz, today it's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The phone number, would love to hear from you. Go on, call in, 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. They are trying a comeback. I didn't know they were having a problem. And it wasn't just the tuna. They they did t- DNA testing on, on, on the tuna. And, and what they uh, discovered is that there is actually no tuna in the tuna. There's no tuna in the tuna and that's not a big deal to you? Have you ever There's had no Im- tuna in the tuna. Have you ever had imitation crab? I know it's imitation. I didn't get crab. It's not like I ordered the Dungeness crabs and they gave me a pile of goo. If it tastes like it, who cares? 
Are you actually making the argument? Are you really making the argument that, that you, you don't want to know what's in your food? No, I'm saying I want to know, but like if you're saying, well, I want my fresh tuna to be from Subway, actually fresh tuna. If you're looking for fresh tuna at Subway, get the hell out of here. Are you making the argument that people who say this is fresh tuna are not actually needing to supply fresh tuna? No, I'm making the argument that if you expect your tuna to actually be tuna at Subway, but if it's close enough and tastes like tuna, it's really not a big deal. Yes, it is. Why? The, how about your paycheck isn't actually U.S. dollars? It's Canadian dollars. If I don't eat my paycheck, I'm talking about things I consume. If it tastes the same, it's fine. Even worse. You're making this worse on yourself. You don't care what you consume as long as it's close enough. You are you were you were born for slurry. You really and truly How, were. What does a slurry taste like? I mean, I'm not opposed to it. <sighs> Look, you want to take them on? I said 833 got Tony. I gave you the moment, people. What? What else do you want from me? So Subway is uh, going for uh, uplifting the stores. So on July 12th, they shut down everything all across the country. That, that That's a Monday. They, they, they're going to prepare. So do we know what the new menu items are? So I've seen a few of them, and they're not really new. It's just like a, a new thinly sliced turkey and a new thinly sliced ham are the two I saw, which aren't really new. They're just revamped. So I'll, I've been underwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, those are not new. Like, if they start offering, like, Big Macs. Um, and by the way, the tuna is staying. It's nothing but 100% tuna, says the CEO. And it's one of the few things that we did not change because we are very proud of the product. Yeah, I mean, like... Are That's we... the way to hold firm. Yeah, see, like, this That's is awesome. good for them. That's absolutely fantastic. I didn't know they were having a problem. Follow the numbers, though. So Subway, uh, the parent company of Subway is called Doctors Associates, uh, and uh, they reported revenue in 2020 of $689 million. That's down 28% from 2019, which means they were basically a billion-dollar company, $958.9 million. And um, they have 22,000 U.S. locations, and that's down from 2016 well look there comes a moment there comes a moment where you you you, you got you got to simply say we, we we we've got enough here there's a moment where you just have enough stores that that's absolutely true i believe that wholeheartedly but down nearly that's down 300 million dollars that is that's that's real money. Hold on a second. Let me go to Phyllis. Phyllis, welcome uh, to the show. Hello. What did Ari do wrong, Hi. and how do you want to correct him? Well, I was just thinking of the movie The Help, where you know she made a chocolate pie, and it wasn't really a chocolate pie. It had wait, wait, wait. No, no, I don't. I don't. Wait. Explain that to me. It no, I don't know the story at all. I don't even. I'm. I'm. I don't know the reference. The Help. It was a movie, The Help. I yeah, I know it was a help. movie. I didn't see the movie, but I, I so uh, I don't well, I don't know the reference. So so walk me through it. So one of the servants made a chocolate pie for her old um, for the lady she used to work for, and she pooped in the chocolate pie, and the lady loved the chocolate pie. So if we don't want real tuna, or your 
other person doesn't want roasted. I, 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 I just wanted to see if you'd say pie. poop on air. I really do appreciate that, Phyllis. This is the kind of highbrow that we're 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 going for. I'm 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 with Ari there. That's a that's a rough and tumble example. We went to an extreme in in in, in that one. I think the issue here is that producer Ari is willing to um, eat tuna that he knows isn't tuna, but as long as it tastes like tuna, he's fine with the tuna and has no interest in knowing what he's actually consuming. As long as it's not like... Uh, Wait a second. Now you have rules? It it, it can't be like I'm eating like plutonium. Like I assume it's... How would you know you're eating plutonium? Because a lot of people would have died by now. So I'm quite confident it's not deadly. It's just not tuna, which I don't care. It tastes like tuna. Dennis, welcome to the show. Explain to Ari what's going on here. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. Dennis, I hope we didn't lose you. He he, he really really, uh, doesn't see the problem here. Oh, my Lord, son. Okay, so uh, I'm going to date myself. I was born in 71. So uh, back when I was in school, there was a local restaurant. We won't name names. They were caught by the Indianapolis Board of Health for putting dog food, canned dog food, in their chili. You're telling me, or you're telling me that it's okay. Hold on as long a as second. You don't hold know on it, a second. Hold on a second. I know. We're, I, 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 please don't use any names. No, Are I'm you not. willing to swear in a court yes. of law that there was a yes. restaurant that was actually doing this? Yes. Now, Ari? Yeah. Dennis has an interesting point. Does he, though? Oh, yes, he does. Please elaborate. You don't know what's in the tuna. Okay. You're just willing to accept that it's tuna because it has, for you, tuna-esque properties. Would you now sue Subway if the tuna wasn't actually tuna, but actually something used to serve other types of alive beings? If they came out and said the tuna was actually dog food, but it still tasted like tuna, I wouldn't care. It's still good. I'd eat dog food if it was delicious. That you people are too good for dog food is the real problem. (laughs) You know he's screwing with us, but I'm not so sure he's screwing with us. I'm staring right at him, and I don't actually know which way he's going. It's it, it, this really is is about the 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 willingness to just accept. Yeah, you're just fine with it. You just just uh, and and I have actually had this issue with producer Ari before. And 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 Dennis, I appreciate the comment. Thank you so much. Uh, you're willing to accept the idea that everything's just going to work out. Yes. That 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 it's all just fine. That it's no big deal. Yeah. And that is that's that is problematic that is that is that is a generational fault i think there are many things millennials do that they get a hard time for that truthfully they're right about they want to know where their money's going they want to know what it is they're buying they've got a real interest in in buying things uh, of, of of quality in in that way and i appreciate them for it but we've talked about this regarding COVID and, and your belief uh, that y- your generation 
is just very, very willing to go with the flow and go along with things. Like, government says, oh, you have to get vaccinated. Or government says, oh, you have to stay at home. And you're like, okay, we'll stay at home. Okay, we'll, that, that's what we'll do. We'll, well, you just let us know. That's a very un-American point of view. It's a very un-American point of view. And I got to tell you, one that that is is to to a real extent dangerous. I mean, it's funny when you say it the way you say it, and you got people on Twitter who are are like they 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 can't even believe it. <laughs> so if he orders a hamburger, asks John, and it tastes like hamburger, but is really a lab experiment like Beyond Beef, is he okay with that? And you responded, yes. What difference does it make to me? It's a lab experiment. If it tastes fine, again, the premise you guys are trying to make, if what I'm being fed is dangerous to me, then I have an issue. If it tastes like food and it's delicious, I really don't care what's in it. You don't care what's in it is is the same as saying you're okay if it's dangerous to you because you never asked. No, that's not what I'm saying. In this hypothetical scenario, I'm saying you can't give me dangerous things that will kill me. I in, this is I'm saying if it tastes like dog if it's dog food and it tastes like steak I'm gonna eat it as long as it's not you know cancerous. Well, yeah. Well, as long as it's not cancerous. Yeah. I just I just find it so funny that you have this you have this non-existent standard. I'm not worried about that. You you should be worried about that. Maybe. Out in San Francisco, even the Democrats are starting to worry. In San Francisco, some people have been what we call red-pilled. Maybe you've never heard the expression um, red-pilled. Red-pilled is when people start realizing, wait a second, maybe this liberalism is not all it's cracked up to be. Maybe this liberalism doesn't work. I have yet to share with you the story about how the NEA, the largest teachers association, has agreed to implement parts of critical race theory and teachings and trainings in critical race theory in all 50 states. No one can deny that critical race theory is part of what many educators want. No one can deny that critical race theory is what it, that is is something that that teachers seem to be pushing for and they are very very okay with violating standards and violating parents in order to make sure they teach it to their kids. Yes, well, as many of you know, I actually do teach in a state where uh, the teaching of critical race theory has been banned. And of course, I would never do anything to oppose Supreme Leader DeSantis. Uh, yeah, just not in my nature to do that sort of thing. But if I were, which I'm not, if I were, I would make sure that there were lots of works by people of color in the curriculum that I was teaching, I would make sure that we were having conversations about the situations those people of color find themselves in and how things ended up that way. And we'll make sure that we would acknowledge that things aren't happening one person at a time, but there is system, system, 
you know what I'm saying, that going on. Yeah, absolutely what I would do. But, you know, I won't. He's joking about systemic racism. He's going to teach about systemic racism. He's going to teach about all the things he wants to teach about. He doesn't care about you, the parent. He doesn't care that you, the parent, he doesn't think that you should have a say. We cannot debate anymore whether or not critical race theory is happening in schools. It is fact. It cannot be denied, and there are parents by the millions saying, wait a second, I didn't sign up for this. I may have voted for Joe Biden, I may have hated Donald Trump, but I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for a world that was going to hate my kids. I did everything I was told, and now I'm still a bigot? No. No, I'm not putting up with this. Red-pilled. The red pilling is taking place in San Francisco. It's a fantastic thread by a woman named Michelle Tandler. And she lives in San Francisco. And she refers to herself as a progressive and a Democrat, even though on her Twitter uh, bio she refers to herself as a moderate Democrat, something that's not allowed in Democratic Party politics anymore. She discusses how all of her friends are considering leaving San Francisco, herself included. And the issue is not the cost of living, it's crime. You can take a look at the video. You can see it. It's on all your social media feeds. Actually, Sarah, let's get this over at Tony Katz Radio there on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. It is a group of people running out of the Neiman Marcus with purses. They robbed the Neiman Marcus of purses and just ran. The Target stores are closing at 6 p.m. because of the crime. We've seen the video of Walgreens being robbed and they do nothing. Friends scared for their children, husbands scared for their wives, writes Michelle Tandler. It's about how people feel walking the streets, being screened at, chased by someone who seems mentally unstable. And she writes, ultimately, I think that the biggest responsibility of government is to protect people from one another. It is a place to protect us from assault, theft, and robbery. Right now, the criminal justice system in San Francisco is not working. First, you are that line of defense. That's why you need to carry a firearm, buy guns, buy ammo. You live in a state that doesn't allow these things, change the laws. She writes, the government allows people to get high on very powerful drugs and terrorize one another, neighbors and stores. It allows rampant theft and burglary. Allows the mentally unstable to stab the elderly. And she says that she's ashamed of her city. Red-pilled. It's what happens when people realize that the thing that they were told to believe in is not something that works. I'm Tony Katz. So as if on cue, the Democratic Party has turned the corner on voter ID. Now, all of a sudden, no, we never oppose voter ID. Always fine with voter ID. Jim Clyburn, I don't know of a single person who's against voter ID. We were told it was racist and bigoted. You said it was racist and bigoted to make the claim that a black person could get an ID and a Hispanic person could get an ID and vote. Man, the soft bigotry of low expectations. I'll tell you what. And now it's, we don't want you to tell me that my ID is no good. Oh, right. We're, you're, you're the one being kept from, from, from voting. It's just, 
It's bigotry beginning to end. It's all it is. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Man, I've got so much more to get into. I want to get back to this gun violence conversation, though. Oh, I got to share that with you. This is Tony Katz today.